Dear Shadows, I found you, finally. For so long, I didn't even know I was searching. And as sincere as I am, I know my relief is not what you need to hear. My joy in being united is not what need be addressed. It was not a matter of being unable to find you. You were in plain sight and I chose not to see you. And I am so sorry. I am sorry for the damage that choice caused you. I see your pain. I will no longer repress you or reject you. You are of me and make me whole. So to the nightmares, unconfronted traumas, and tragic desires, you shadows which keep me small. I extend my hand. I ask to understand you. I'll run no longer. You dark part of me. Let's forgive each other and heal together. With love, Ayobami. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Ayobami, and it is a pleasure to welcome you to the Chrysalis community. Today, we're defining what it means to integrate a shadow, looking to understand what changes we'll see within our own lives. I'll touch briefly on the roles of spirituality and religion within our shadow work journeys and within this podcast. What's it mean to integrate a shadow? Before I begin providing definitions of words such as archetype, complexes, personal and collective unconscious, I want us to understand how and why we integrate shadows. I mentioned in the last episode that we'll be taking on an analytical view of ourselves and our experiences. We'll be doing this so that we can pinpoint and understand the roots of our shadows. This can be the analysis of our wants. We will identify which of our experiences, instincts, and or intuitive thoughts compel us into having said desire. Or the integration process could look like tracing a specific trauma response back to a certain memory or event. This process can also be the search for missing memories or gaps within one's story. But past this analysis of cause and effect, we move into a space of forgiveness. We, after understanding how we've internalized an experience, can forgive ourselves for however we mishandled the situation or mishandled ourselves in a mental, emotional, or physical response. We learn to forgive ourselves for taking on blame and responsibility in situations in which we were not at fault. And through forgiveness, we remove the veils of shame, ego, and fear in order to clearly see ourselves. So the goal of integrating our shadows is to regain freedom and power. In clarity and with firm understanding of our past and present, we have the power to make decisions for ourselves that move us closer to our purpose and our realized self. To have an unintegrated shadow is to be influenced by your traumas, triggers, emotions, and experiences. In changing our ability to respond to life in a free, constructive manner, we are able to make changes in our physical lives, making choices that break previous cycles of hardship, addiction, or illness. And because our thought processes are changing and because our behaviors are changing to align with our most healed, realized self, the things, people's opportunity, work, studies, environment, shelters, and our lives may also be subject to change. I say this because initially these changes may seem drastic and scary, and it may seem like your whole world is falling apart. But I ask that you let the pieces fall where they may. I wrote my podcast description last week, and it finally clicked to me why my family and friends have been so concerned. 
For those that haven't read my description, I mentioned that I met my father for the first time at 19 years old, and within the next couple of months, I had moved out, significantly reduced contact with most of my family, dropped out of college, left my church, and it took writing all that out to see that maybe to the outside world, I might not seem so okay. And to my deeply religious family, it may seem as though spirituality was ruining my life. What actually happened though, is that I made a choice. In 2019, I found the law of attraction. I began scripting and visualizing a life I wanted to live. And at the time I'd started, I hadn't realized how off track I had gotten from my dreams for myself. And last year, as I started preparing to apply for pharmacy school, taking the PCAT and my last two prereqs, my highest self and my purpose spoke to me. They told me to make a choice and I chose my destiny. This meant I had to give up the reality I was currently living and that there was plenty of new work to be done. This is what I saw as I left home, left the church, left school and jobs that had nothing more to offer me, that I was moving away from things that distracted me from my purpose by limiting my time, health and expression. And at the same time, I was moving towards my destiny, reworking my belief systems, thought processes, and behaviors. Now, I use those three terms a lot. I just want to provide an example of what it looks like when like a belief changes. One belief that I had always had, well, that I had been taught, is that it would be harder to go and pursue my dream, more competitive, less plausible, than to go down an already established pathway. In doing my shadow work, I realized that is not true. And especially in pursuing the established road or path, I just realized it wasn't more guaranteed to go and follow this one pathway and find success than it was to follow another pathway. Like nothing was guaranteed. And like newsflash, I failed the PCAT. I flunked, failed, man, like it was bad. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, how is it any more plausible that I'm going to get accepted into pharmacy school than it is that I'll become a successful writer? How is it going to take any less effort? And how am I supposed to have any more confidence in this pathway than the pathway of art or writing? It just didn't make sense to me. I'm like, I'm going to spend the same amount of time, the same amount of effort on one thing that I don't want to build when I could be spending that on building the life I want to live. So I just had to re- well, I had to dismantle that belief system, but I started to do that through shadow work. But in having this new belief, I realized that what I had been taught as a kid that like dreams are far fetched and that they should be on the back burner and they should be plan C and D is that no, they aren't far fetched. There's no such thing as a far fetched dream. And anything I want, whether it's practical or not in somebody else's rule book is going to require effort regardless. It's going to require time regardless. So there's no reason for me to go and expend an enormous amount of time and effort on something I don't want to build when I could spend that time and effort on building the life I want to live. But in saying this, I have to really, I have to really explain the saying within the spiritual community that the only way out is through. This is so true because as you've heard, I have officially quit a lot of things. I quit the jobs, quit school, quit, I don't know, I guess my family, whatever role I was supposed to fulfill in the family. I have dissociated from quite a few things. To quit my shadow work now would be to be left with nothing. I'm now moving into phase two 
of my shadow work where I start to build the life I want to live after I have deconstructed the life I was already living. So for those people that quit spirituality halfway through and claim that it ruined their life, well, really, they just didn't finish their journey. And then they got left with nothing. For me to stop right now, I would be a college dropout. I would have nothing under my belt, nothing to show for myself, no real job, um, just a little sales position and terrible relationships with my family. That would not be productive. So I say the only way out is through because now I have to move into that phase where, okay, all of that's gone. Go build the life you want to live. Go bring all of the spiritual transitions and changes you just made into your physical reality. That is my responsibility now. Now, with that, you have to decide now. That's why I kind of wanted to push back my episode on the four archetypes because this is your choice. This is your chance to make a decision on whether or not you are going to do your shadow work. I think what didn't occur to me until very recently, like within these last two months, is that this is a transformation that is going to be continuing for the rest of my life and that everything is literally changing before my eyes. I used to be the kid who sat in bed all day. I had deep depression. I did not eat. I didn't exercise anymore. I didn't create art anymore. I didn't really enjoy studying anymore. And the girl who used to binge watch YouTube and Netflix because the only time I thought I had to do work was when I was going to do something pharmacy related, she does not exist anymore. And it has been very freeing to watch her change, but it's also been very scary because the woman that is replacing her has many responsibilities and has to get up and go create things for herself on a daily basis. But I'm also finding lots of joy in this transformation. The number of opportunities that have recently made themselves available just in this last month have been overwhelming in such a beautiful way because my life is changing. I'm now in the rebuilding phase. For a long period, there was silence. There was me being unsure of my next steps. There was just so much confusion and frustration and worry. But ultimately, I kept going through my shadow work and now I'm being presented with new opportunities. It's going to be my job to make them concrete, to land them, right? But I'm hoping that I'm showing that this process does not end with shadow work. This process does not end on paper or within your spirit. Everything that is going to happen is going to affect you in every single way, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and especially physically, if you continue it out all the way. So the only way out is through. This is your opportunity to make a choice on whether or not you want to change your life because it's going to just continually keep changing if you start this process. With that being said, also, since this is going to be such a massive change in your life, you need to have the right foundations to do this. Foundations will look different for everyone. For me, my foundation has been gratitude, which is something I really embraced and took on in 2019 after I found out really about the law of attraction. A couple months into that, a couple months into scripting and visualizing, I learned that I could literally change the momentum of my day um, and my own vibration by being grateful. I was you know, yeah, I'll actually share a really cute story. Just a few days ago, my roommate, she was going to work. Neither of us like our job. And I could just see it in her face as she was walking down the stairs to leave. 
And while I looked at her though, I got a very vivid image of a specific crystal that I own. I own quite a few citrine crystals, but this one came to mind just very vividly. So I went and got it. I told my friend, I was like, it wants to go with you today. She took it. And she came back from work later that day. I didn't ask about the crystal. I didn't really ask about her day, but she offered the information. She, well, she asked, why did you give me the crystal? And I said, I don't know. I looked at you and it wanted to go with you. And she told me that on her way to work, something in her attitude just shifted. And for some reason, she was compelled to just list things that she was grateful for that immediately changed her mood. And she got to work. The customers could feel it. And she made more sales because we are salespeople and we work on commission. So that is just, you know, the little bit, the little tiny effect that gratitude can have on one person's day. Now, when that has been my foundation for my spiritual journey, it has allowed me when things look like they're falling apart to have that moment of peace, to have that grounding moment and point to one thing that I can be grateful for. Okay, I can stay for this. Sometimes it's literally just grateful for the vision that spirit gave me, for giving me the vision of my purpose so that I know what I'm heading towards when everything is falling apart around me. So that's what gratitude has done for me. But you guys' foundations may look different. A lot of you will find your foundation within your religion. It will be those religious texts that are going to kind of give you serenity and comfort and help you find the value in your days when you are frustrated and angry and sad and full of grief. So we just want to set up the proper foundations. Now, we also want to set up healthy outlets. So essentially, your foundation is something you can fall back on when everything hits the fan. Your outlet though, your outlets are what you are going to use to express those emotions of frustration, of anger, of disgust, anything that you kind of will come across on your shadow journey or any just um, like overall emotions because I'm talking about emotions that you will be feeling for months. The amount of frustration with this process that I have felt, it's been months, okay you guys? I have had to have outlets that can receive these emotions because without them, without healthy outlets, we will look to addiction and we will also emote on the wrong people. All of those emotions that are not meant for your loved ones will definitely find their way towards them and we don't want that. So having healthy outlets will be a preventative measure against that. Also mentioning religion as a foundation, I have to mention its role in this podcast. I am not interested in converting anyone. I'm not interested in taking anyone away from their religion. That's just not the goal here. The goal here is for you to find a sense of wholeness and to find a sense of purpose. That is this season at least. Next season, we will talk theology. We will talk heavily about theology in relation to history and astrology. We'll talk about religion um, throughout the great ages, how it relates to whatever age it's in. Um, the great ages are in the great year, but it's not relevant. That's for season two. But in this podcast, just know that your religion is never under attack, okay? I am going to share my shadow experience, and a lot of it will have been affected by Christianity, but I will be making clear distinctions between what is my experience, my personal experience with Christ, my experience with Christ through the church, my church experience, and the effects that it's had on me personally. And those will be clear distinctions from the objective truths and messages of a certain religion, my religion was Christianity, and the objective facts of how a religion impacted the world around it, okay? 
because um, I do want to talk about how I think Christianity is affecting my community. I'll tell you guys how I think and I'll tell you guys what research I have found, okay? So as I said, every part of this is going to be analytical. I care for no biases. I don't care to convert you guys into anything. Everything will be mostly from an objective view other than the things that have to be subjective because they are my personal experience, okay? Now, in summary, all of this video was really just to say that there is a lot to do to get started in your shadow work and to finish it. This is going to be a process of hard work and it's going to take a lot of time, but all good things do. So make the decision if you want to continue with this journey. This community is still always, always open. And I would love to know you guys what foundations and outlets you guys are going to set up for yourselves. I didn't actually share my outlets, actually. My outlets for my shadow work journey have been tarot and writing. One is definitely proven healthier than the other. Tarot readings got very addictive very quickly, but it, they also were really beneficial in that they taught me that I could learn again. Um, I picked up the tarot language like pretty quickly and then I started reading tarot myself and for others in January of this year. So I use tarot a lot just in those times where I was so, so confused. And I'm just like, there's no way I'm on the right path right now. What is happening? So I would use that kind of for confirmation that everything is going exactly how it's supposed to be going. Just chill, just chill. And yeah. But then writing, writing was a life changer. It was life saving. It was how really I analyzed most of my situations, how I processed most of my emotions. Yeah, just how I learned about myself. I got to curse people out in my writing. I got to cry. There are just tears all over so many pages, you guys. So I think that was my healthiest outlet. But for some of you, it'll look like sports. For some of you, it'll look like other versions of art. It'll There's just so many ways to have healthy outlets. For some of you, it'll look like fighting, hopefully organized fighting. Um, but yeah, you guys just, we'll all figure it out. But I am interested, those of you who already know what your foundations will be or what you think you want them to be. I would love to know that too. And then what your outlets are going to be. And then my last question to any of you who have already started your spiritual journey or have had any experience with spirituality, I would love to know how you initially interpreted it. And I'll share how I initially saw my spiritual journey as well on Instagram because we're taking the conversation to Instagram. You can follow me at dear.chrysalis, you guys. But yeah, that is what I have for you guys today. Next week, we will go into those four archetypes and I will introduce Carl Jung. But for right now, you guys have a blessed week and I will talk to you soon.